This is Thinking Out Loud with Dr. Joe Courier, Episode 12. Shame on somebody, but not Dak Prescott. Welcome to Thinking Out Loud with Dr. Joe Courier. My name's Andrew J. Mason, and this is the show where we hit the pause button on life, head to the locker room for some life-changing halftime inspiration, and then zoom back in and grab the tactics direct from Dr. Joe's playbook to pull it all together when we're on the field. Today, Dr. Joe shares his perspective on healthy emotional processing. What are the right places, times, and people to share your emotions with? And now, here's Dr. Joe. The other night, I was getting ready for the kickoff of a new NFL season. I donned my Ravens hat. Check. I put on my favorite shirt with my number prominently displayed. Check. And yes, a libation. Before kickoff, I got caught up in a commentary about the Dallas Cowboys quarterback, Dak Prescott. The interviewer sounded deeply disappointed by Dak's, quote, lack of leadership. His words, not mine. The story goes that Prescott, during an earlier interview, spoke of his personal feelings. Hold on to your hat. He broke the cardinal rule that real men and powerful women never, ever show vulnerability. The specific gender dictate is real men don't cry. In Dak's case, it includes whining and airing emotional laundry in public. The implied message was, put on your helmet, stow your emotions, and throw the damn ball. Enough of the Dr. Phil, poor me, childish behavior. In my opinion, Dak Prescott's, quote, lack of leadership is defined by incorrect, outdated, macho standards that my team and I address in our emerging leaders process called lead, follow, or hide. Which of the three, lead, follow, or hide, do most traditional, quote, leaders model? They follow the dictate that I learned as a young Marine recruit. Never let them see you sweat. Oh, by the way, that dictate meant during conflict moments when it's asses and elbows to the door. When Dak admitted having feelings of anxiety and depression, he was boldly, courageously, and truthfully standing above the macho norm. When the interviewer quickly sounded the alarm that Dak is the leader of America's team and as such had better knock off the whimpering, it seemed as if Dak was in the heat of competitive battle. But no, I respectfully correct the record. Dak was simply and profoundly demonstrating leadership as a fellow traveler on the road of life. Boys and girls, men and women, are often encouraged to hide their truth. Of the four primary emotions, by the way, primary means natural, universal feelings, it is okay to celebrate joy and happiness. It's important to share anger, to kick ass and take names when necessary to hold and stand your ground. But do not show fear, sadness, and pain. Rub some dirt on it, take the wound, and bury your sensitivity. I never met Dak Prescott, 
but I have worked with many athletes on every level, including NFL professionals. I have been privileged to share painful conversations with these incredible men and women. I believe that there are sports interviewers, coaches, business managers, and even parents who struggle to toughen up their kids for a dog-eat-dog world. Bravo. I also believe that many might want to kick my ass by encouraging emerging leaders to adopt what they consider infantile self-defeating behavior. In their eyes, I should be running up and down the halls yelling, suck it up, rather than asking athletes and leaders from the boardroom to the family living room to consider what I refer to as the kimono paradox. At the right time, right place, and with the right people, there is an opportunity to get real and stop burying sensitive primary emotions and when facing fear, sadness, and deep emotional pain. The paradox is when. Wait, please, don't start throwing darts until you assure me that you heard the caution. There is a right time, right place, right people to share our inner pain. This is a message to Dak. Please, please don't go into next Sunday's huddle when you're facing a fourth and short yardage situation. Please, Dak, do not ask your teammates to hold hands and run through a quick chorus of kumbaya. Nor would it be right time, right place to tell your fellow warriors that your brother recently committed suicide and your dear mom is not doing well in the face of her struggle with cancer. Family facts, painful life moments that Dak Prescott had the courage and thoughtfulness to share when asked a simple question. How are you? My question to you, my listeners, is there ever a time, place, and brotherhood, sisterhood, competitive partnership to open life's kimono and share your pain, doubt, wonder? I also have a second question. Why would you do that? I will leave these two questions for you to figure out when you face the challenge. Will you lead, will you follow, or will you hide? I'm not going to burden you with the statistics of what happens to our mind, body, and spirit when we hide our primary emotions. I will ask you to play a game we call war, W-A-R. What's at risk if you change your behavior? And what's at risk if you do not? I'm not going to go over the consequences of burying our personal pain deep within ourself. I just ask you to not change the channel when Dak Prescott suits up and goes to war. I'd like you to see how a powerful life leader performs on and off the field. P.S. All leadership is grounded in both emotional self-awareness, and the courage to get real. Right time, right place, right people.
Well, we're here in a sense, metaphorically in the locker room after Dr. Joe just kind of went out in the field and just <laughs> left it all in the field, which I appreciate. Uh, I wanted to share with the audience though, when you shared this content with me, Dr. Joe, I could tell immediately that it had struck a personal chord with you. And that is why I think you felt compelled to produce it so quickly. What's behind this passion that says, uh, this is something that we've got to talk about now. You know, Andrew, I, I think some of it took me back to the playground where you're a little kid out there and, you know, you, you want to make sure that you're seen in a good light. And, you know, if you're not the toughest kid on the playground, there's always a chance that can you show pain? Can you talk about something that's troubling you versus this ironclad code that real men and strong women don't? And you could follow that with whine, cry, or show any sense of vulnerability, which to me is another version of a question of emotional honesty. You know, I use the term primary emotions. And again, it's the concept of universal, whether you're coming from Asia, whether you're coming from rich, whether you're coming from African-American to Caucasian to Christian, there are certain universals in where we can celebrate our joy together where again, we're supposed to be tough and hold our ground. Those other two feelings get lost. And when I was sitting watching TV and literally I thought, and I mean no disrespect, but I thought the man was kind of being trivializing or maybe slightly almost mocking, you know, what's wrong with this guy? It struck a chord and all of a sudden I started to hear myself think out loud. Now, Dr. Joe, you alluded in this podcast to this perception that some folks have that it's unhealthy to show any kind of emotion. And yet we've all seen folks who have done the opposite. You know, they've shown emotion at the wrong time. <laughs> and, you know, they open the kimono at the wrong time or with the wrong group of people. And can you speak a little more to how do we develop this sensitivity to know where's that right place and those right times and who are those right people? First, I'd like to also add a word there when you say unhealthy to versus unwise to. The right time, right place, right people, I think is one of the markers that I'd like people to consider here. Is it safe to be able to say certain things and speak your truth? And again, I would propose that there's all kinds of physical, psychological, spiritual reasons for showing up in your truth and that it's a sign of maturity. And when we talk about this kimono paradox, the paradox is when and why would one do that? So I think part of my question and my privilege has been kind of being the fly on the wall or the person's rabbi, so to speak, to be able to sit and listen to their truth. And to me, it has always raised the psychological bar of respect. But I will tell you a couple of things that have gotten my attention. One of them is where we have this sense, we even use the term, he or she broke down. If you think of the language, and here, you mean here she cried. That's number one. Number two is usually when you see a strong person or just a fellow human being on their journey start to cry, you can bet they're going to say, I'm sorry, they apologize. And you ask, apologize for what? So you can see the implied message here of don't go there. Well, where does that emotion go to? Do we sweep it under the carpet? Do we hide it under the bed? Or do we hide it inside of our body, which I don't think is in our best interest? And power partnerships, passionate partnerships, where we literally continue to really make a bond where we can show up to each other at the right time in the right place. I believe that's part of the magic of a power partnership. 
Do you have any tips for someone who says, yeah, I get you, I understand. What you say makes logical sense, but I'm not really a touchy-feely person, like, at all. So, any tips or first steps for that person who's just like, yeah, I agree, it's probably unhealthy, but, you know, like, I should go on a diet, or I should quit smoking, but I should share my emotions in a healthy environment. But how do you get that person started with some first steps? Well, you know, stay with the statement of I'm just not a touchy-feely person, never have been, never will be. Remember, that's a learned response. That's the modeling of men and women that were before us, where you often will ask the question, or I will. I've never had a dad. My dad died when I was four years old. So I often ask men and women, have you ever seen your dad cry? And it's not unusual. In fact, it's the common norm that real men don't cry. And if it is, the exception is at the funeral of his or her mom. And often they will say, we had a, a very courageous, heroic man who a daughter had said when the grandmother had passed, they went to the funeral parlor and the father said, look, I, I'm going by myself. Nobody's to come in. I want to just sit some time alone with my mom. And the daughter said, dad, you have always been there for me. Please, I'd like to come and be there for you. And he slept her in the eye and he says, I can't. So she said, I'm going to tell you what then, dad, if you're okay, I'm going to sit outside. And she kind of watched as a vigil, just waiting for her hero to come back out because, again, he was not able to share. So the reality of I'm not a touchy-feely person, it's the social norms. Secondly, in this pandemic, look at what is happening to us in the stress levels when we can't have social closeness, when we can't physically bond closer to people. There's a natural need for this. It's one of the most primary basic needs of human beings to affiliate. In fact, Maslow says you go from safety and physical needs up to affiliation. And when you open that door and can have a healthier level of affiliation, you can open the door to what he calls, you know, self-actualization and the message of becoming all that you really can be. Dr. Joe, as always, we so appreciate your perspective. Thank you for your time. You're welcome. Thank you, Andrew. And as always, thanks to all of you for listening as well. Uh, if you like what you hear, please do leave a rating or review on iTunes. My name is Andrew J. Mason, and this was Thinking Out Loud with Dr. Joe Courier. Leadership transformation, growth acceleration.